Welcome. I'm Anna Ginger, your host of The Anna Ginger Show. I'm an international adoptee who has experienced the pain of rejection and the peace that comes with self-discovery and acceptance. Along the way, I have discovered that I am not alone. In some ways, we are all adopted into or out of homes, cultures, communities, and relationships as we grow and evolve. These experiences create who we are and who we are yet to be. So let's discover how we can be and become our best selves by connecting to the guest and creative content cradled in the belief that we belong, that we are worthy, and that we are loved in this world. So stay tuned and you may discover your own adoption story. So we're going to do something a little bit different and that I'm going to ask the artist to share her poem to open up our episode. So would you please read your poem? I titled it Somewhere in the World. Somewhere in the world, a child's future is not known. The circumstances may be endless, but they deserve a loving home. Somewhere in the world, a woman signs her heart away, hoping for a better life than she could ever say. Somewhere in the world, there is a family waiting to meet the child who is chosen to make their lives complete. Somewhere in the world, whether here or on foreign land, a little one is waiting for someone to take their hand. Somewhere in the world, love knows no end, and a family is created where blood does not blend. Somewhere in the world, a child needs a home. Will you be the answer to the greatest love they have known? Well, that is the way to open up an episode. That is for sure. We just heard Betty, who read her poem for us to open our show. And Betty Smith is a poet from eastern northern Carolina who has been writing for nearly 40 years. What started out as a missed assignment in her fifth grade class became an outlet for expression that has never stopped. She is a mother and bonus mom to three amazing daughters, as well as a grandmother, best known as Gidget, which is a great name, to two very active grandsons. She writes from her own life experiences, as well as takes inspiration from those in her inner circle. When the weight of the world leaves her without a voice, she usually falls upon her own poetic expressions. And I love how your poem introduced uh, Caitlin Whittle and Caitlin. Um, but before I get that, I'm going to uh, change things around a little bit too. So Betty, how would you introduce Caitlin as you got to know her when you wrote this poem? Um, well, when asked about Miss Caitlin, I remember saying, um, give me something to work with. Like I, it's hard to write for a complete stranger. So I got an amazing summarization of Miss Caitlin, um, and her astronomical athletic accomplishments. And I'm not going to lie, I have never even seen a lacrosse game played. Didn't know anything about it. But to know this young woman has achieved so much on that kind of field, on that stage, is amazing. And to write for someone who's accomplished so much was a little daunting. But... Given that her last name is Whittle, and in the South where I was raised, old men would whittle when I was growing up. They would take a piece of wood and just whittle a piece of wood, just carve it down to something else. And if you stop to talk to someone like that, an older, elder person in the family or, or stranger or whoever, you were almost always guaranteed to walk away with some new form of wisdom. 
So given that her last name is Whittle, that was kind of where I was leaning toward is, is the wisdom that I learned from watching other people do something similar to her name. So that's where the poem Whittled Wisdom came from. That's amazing. Well, the little that I know about Caitlin, which actually has been a lot um, because we've been able to get to know each other because she selected this project, the Anna Jijo Show, to serve as a GE, a GE, GE, goodness gracious. I just said um, before I, I had like a big bubble tea with lots of popping bubbles and a Diet Coke. So I'm a little bit pop, pop, pop all over the place. So you're going to have to rein me in, you two. But what I know about Caitlin is that she, in addition to being an athlete, she is amazingly dedicated and smart and has great ideas to be able to um, bring this team together to think of ways to be able to access resources to be able to share the show with listeners. So that's a little bit about what I know about Caitlin when it comes to um, the podcast. But also I know she received the Jill Bierman Award in 2018. She's been named to the Honor Roll from 2015 to 19. She's participated in tap dancing, lifeguarding, and volunteering. She enjoys painting, traveling, and spending time with her family. And her favorite team are the Washington Capitals, and she plans on majoring in biological sciences. But Caitlin, what do you want our listeners to know about you besides what um, both Betty and I have shared? Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that background. But I would say I would want people to know that while I am doing, um, I did get my undergraduate degree in biological sciences. I am now currently obtaining my master's of business administration and my master's of sports administration. And I'm very, very passionate about helping people and helping the community. Um, Mostly I am very engaged with student-athlete mental health and I have my own um, organization here on campus called Morgan's Message where we try to spread awareness for mental health um, in regards to athletics because it is a growing issue in this community and I think my time here with the Anna Ginger show has really opened my eyes to finding your people, finding your su- support system, your community, because you never know what anybody's going through. And I think this podcast is a great example of being vulnerable and sharing your story. Yeah, well, and what's interesting is that for those that um, are familiar with Athens and the Athens and the um, Ohio University campus, I had to run up Jeff Hill today to get to the interview, which that is no easy feat, um, especially when you've um, had consumed about three extra bags of Halloween leftover candy. Um, But the reason why I was running up the hill is because I gave a presentation to my husband's class about trauma. And we talked a little bit about trauma and just mental health. And these are students that are interested in going into higher ed administrative positions. But when you think about when I talked about trauma in my previous work experience at Able Up Iowa, working with people with disabilities. But then I said, now I'm on my way to go um, host the Anna Ginger show with two amazing guests. But one of the things that um, I've learned doing the show is about adoption trauma and the mental health challenges that are connected to adoption and foster care. So um, I think I understand a little bit, Caitlin, why you said yes to this project from your answer, but I'm just going to ask directly. So knowing um, your connection to mental health and being 
and wanting to help others. Why did you specifically say yes to this project without really knowing what it was? I said yes to this project because you described it as your passion project, and I just wanted to support you in any way that I could. Um, I love it when people are just super passionate and love what they do. It brings me joy, and I just wanted to be a little piece of that little puzzle. You're a big piece of that puzzle. (laughs) And Betty, when you wrote that poem, Somewhere in the World, that you opened up um, the episode with, you wrote that knowing about me um, being introduced from a mutual person that we hold special in our heart, uh, Sherry Landrum. So when you heard about the show and I invited you to uh, write poetry connected to the show, what made you say yes? Um, Actually, when... Sherry, she sent me a message. She's my cousin. I love her dearly. She sent me a message and said, I have the most amazing thing to tell you. Answer your phone. I'm going to call you at five o'clock. And I said, I sent her a message back, said, okay. And then her next message was, by the way, have you ever written a poem about adoption or foster care? And I was like, no. But now that you've put that prompt in my head, I bet I do write one. I honestly thought she was going to tell me that she was going to start fostering a child or children or that someone that she knows who's unable to have children, maybe they were looking into adoption. I had no clue that this was where this was going, but I wrote the poem somewhere in the world and I sent it to her through Messenger. I wrote it that day um, while I was at work and I sent it to her. Um, on Messenger, and she called me at 5 o'clock, 5.01, and she said, you're never going to believe this. This is what's going on, and I absolutely love the poem, and it's about this, about Anna, and when she told me that you were adopted, I was like, really? And I was crying, but when she told it to me, I was like, isn't, and she's like, it's amazing that you can write something like that and have no idea who it was meant for. I've always thought, you know, as long as it touches someone somewhere, then I'm fulfilling the talent. Yeah, well, I love the somewhere in the world, whether here or on foreign land, a little one is waiting for someone to take their hand. Somewhere in the world, love knows no end. And a family is created. That was so beautiful. And both Sherry and I were teary when we were talking about the poem connected to the show, because one of the things that, as Caitlin knows in the team, is that, yes, we can talk about adoption stories, but when that poem or that piece of um, artistic expression is collided with these stories, then that's where the transformation happens to be able to think about our stories and elevate and amplify them to think about how are we connected to each other. And Caitlin, I want to hear a little more about this um, organization that you you started too and about mental health and about athletes because I mean I'm new to watching sports because my husband loves sports and so I didn't even know that you could do a field goal in basketball so that's how much I didn't know (laughs) but when that young person has to kick the field goal and that pressure to be able to like get it through those goal posts I'm like I just want to go and give them a hug because I think that is a lot of pressure. So what are the mental health challenges is that 
connected to the challenges of being an athlete Mm -hmm. and the mental health challenges? Definitely. I would say the poem uh, highly resonates with me because on my field hockey team, we have a lot of international players. I would say only one of us, our um, home is in Ohio. So we are very far away from home. And as a field hockey team, we've been able to foster like a family dynamic. And it's awesome just to have so many different personalities um, and just lifestyles in general. And you become accustomed to so many different people. You meet a lot of different people. But I also think you talked about the pressure that athletes face. Uh, We train our whole entire lives just to get to our next goal. And sometimes there's failures involved and sometimes you have setbacks, but being resilient and finding a group of people that you're able to um, find that support uh, is very, very beneficial. But tying it back to Morgan's message, I felt that there was a need to create that community here at OU. Uh, we needed, we definitely needed more mental health resources after COVID, after um, just a lot of time being home and away from our normal lives. So coming back to Athens after the pandemic, uh, that was definitely the turning point in starting this organization and It's just awesome to get a group of student athletes together because sometimes you don't even know um, other athletes in the department. And it's I'm very, very proud and very honored to be um, here, a student athlete at OU and finish my career here because um, there's just so many opportunities and so many great people to meet. And who is Morgan? So Morgan's message was founded in honor of Morgan Rogers. She was a lacrosse student athlete at Duke, and sadly, she died by suicide in 2019. Uh, She faced that pressure and challenges and setbacks uh, with a knee injury, and it became too much. So it was founded by her family and friends just to talk about mental health um, and work towards eliminating the stigma and their mission as Morgan's message as an organization is to make sure nobody suffers in silence or suffers alone. So it's really awesome. Morgan's message, uh, I'm personally an ambassador for it, and there's over 4,000 ambassadors in the U.S. and Canada, so it's growing very, very rapidly. But um, yes, there's chapters in uh, colleges, high schools, and it's really awesome just to see just a support system all over the country. And so as an ambassador, what what are some of the responsibilities mm-hmm. that are connected to that? So I serve as a liaison between Morgan's Message and our chapter at OU. Uh, some of the things I like to do, I really enjoy event planning and just getting group people together. So we have Morgan's Message uh, mental health awareness games for every sport. So I started doing that last fall, and we've had so many games, so many wonderful um celebrations of mental health and raising awareness, raising money for the organization. And along with that, um, we have meetings and we have something called Mindfulness Mondays. We actually had our last Mindfulness Mondays meeting of the semester last night. So we talk about different mental health topics such as performance anxiety, um, body image, just 
different factors as being an athlete. And last night we talked about mindful eating. So just little things about being in the moment and focusing on where your feet are right now. Uh, but it was a really awesome turnout last night, and we were able just to focus on the present. Ugh, I could have used that, too. I've got to <laughs> stop eating candy corn. I've got to be mindful about it and think about it. Um, so you talked a little bit about, like, these uh, international athletes mm-hmm. and just people coming, and maybe not from Ohio, but just coming to the Athens uh, campus and then trying to find these connections and home. And I imagine because of... Um, those pressures and just the joys and the sorrows of being an athlete that you somewhat form a family. Um, And those become your adopted family as adopted athlete family, Mm -hmm. what I'm guessing. Yes, definitely. Over my five years here of being an athlete, I've met so many different people from different countries and will have those lifelong connections. And it's awesome just to see different cultures represented and how they like it's amazing they're wonder like everybody on my team is just wonderful and I'm so happy and proud to be able to have met them yeah and coming together mm-hmm. um and for the team that is part of the um Anna Ginger show that you're part of I just think that your warmth and that your kindness and your smarts all coming together to be able to create these bonds to be able to think about how do we work together and how do we celebrate the best of us and how do we support each other when we're at our worst. Um, that is uh, how I feel about you, Caitlin. And I know we kind of talked a little bit about Be- Betty, but I want you to read your poem that you wrote for uh, Caitlin, please. Let me just also say that I wrote this for Caitlin um, in a hope that she takes just little bits of wisdom with her. Given that she just spoke about Morgan's message and having lost a fellow, whether a, a, a friend of hers or an opponent or just someone else in the field to suicide, it when I go back and read this poem, it really does hit a little bit different now, but it's Mm. called Whittled Wisdom. Every time you have donned your jersey or securely laced your shoes with every hat trick that you've pulled, you have known exactly what to do. You have celebrated victory and learned from loss along the way. You have been a leader and learned student. Your athleticism molded like clay. Perseverance is your greatest ally. It anchors you in a storm, preparing you for a life that can be turbulent and weather-worn. If you should meet an opponent beyond the boundaries of a, lac- of a lacrosse field, fall upon your strength, progress, but do not yield. Paint your tomorrow, tap dance on yesteryear, travel the world over without limits, without fear. That was a wonderful poem, and it encapsulated the highs and the lows of being an athlete. It was beautifully written, that's for sure. I am just so happy that you like it. And Betty, so you said you had a, you wrote this knowing the information that we sent to you to get to know Caitlin, and now hearing her story as she does this interview, you mentioned that you have a little bit of a different bent on this. So tell us more. Just hearing how Miss Morgan fell to the depression, I myself fight it 
far more often than I will ever admit. Um, and I have an amazing circle around me, my children, my grandchildren, friends that they hear me, they hear my silence and it really, it really just hit home when I heard her say that young Miss Morgan didn't have that circle. And so I just the line where it says, um, follow, uh, if you should meet an opponent beyond the boundaries of a, of a lacrosse field, fall upon your strength, progress, but do not yield. Now I can hear it from the mental health aspect. Push through, but don't yield to those thoughts. I When I wrote it, I wrote it as go forward, just give it your all. But hearing about Morgan's message, it strikes a different chord. So I hope that it can carry to other players that small amount of whittled wisdom, you know, to carry on to other players now that they don't lose themselves in the game. Oh, wow. It's beautiful, yeah. And so, Caitlin, when you hear the poem and just how Betty just interpreted her own words, Mm -hmm. what does it make you think? It definitely resonates with me a lot how... You know, like your opponents, you think about your opponents, they're just another person, but you never know what they're going through. And it's, I think that poem was great at showing that we fight through a lot as athletes, as humans, but we are human first. So I think knowing that there's other people and you have your support system. It's really great. Well, and, and I love this. Paint your tomorrow, tap dance on yesteryear, travel the world over without limits, without fear. And that is connected to the spirit of this show again, too, and that um, all of us, and again, I was saying this to Pete's class about trauma. When it comes to all of us experience trauma in some way, I don't think there's one person that makes it to the end of their life like, I escaped trauma. Nothing bad ever happened to me. I think it's more about what you two are talking about, how we support each other as a team that is being human. And when we fall, how um, how do we hold each other up and to be able to support each other and to make sure that we don't feel alone? I, some of my favorite reels now, I just was saying to the class too, which shows my age, I've just discovered Instagram reels. And so I, what I love are those athletes that like where they're not ready, or they're, they're running the race and someone falls and then the other athlete like helps them get over the finish line. They're not so worried about their their time. I think I, I love stuff like that. So when you think, Caitlin, about coming together as a team and playing a sport like lacrosse what do you think that how do you how do you think that connects to just life in general and how do you think outside the lacrosse field if that's what it's called I yeah I would say athletics in general you create such a loving community whether it's watching sports playing sports I grew up playing probably every sport imaginable from age four. So you build those skills of resilience, grit, 
um, fighting through adversity, um, teamwork, and just leadership skills in general. So being able to use those skills and they are so transferable to day-to-day life and what you're going to do in your job, your career. It teaches, like sports teach you so many different lessons that are just so valuable. So I mentioned that um, young person that kicks that field goal, whatever it's called, and doesn't (laughs) get to the goalpost and then has to go off that field and experience whatever failure or whatever that, that is. And Betty, you talked about feeling and succumbing to uh, depression. So what advice, um, I'll start with you, Caitlin, do you have for that athlete that's experienced, I've got to, you've got to feel so crappy mm-hmm. when that happens. What advice do you have for those athletes that experience that kind of moment? I would say that you are not defined by your athletic de- performance. You are loved and first and foremost, you're an, a human first. And so, Betty, I'm going to have you go through that. What advice do you have as you've experienced depression before? Like, what advice do you have for those that are struggling right now? Get help. There's no shame in it. There is no stigma that should be attached to it. It's okay to ask for help. It is absolutely acceptable to tell someone what you're going through. Much better to tell them than to keep it all to yourself and risk letting the thoughts consume you. As we start to come to the close of our show, I'm going to ask uh, Betty first, what do you think that our listeners can do to create a world where everyone feels that they belong, that they matter, and that they're loved? Your 100% isn't always going to be 100%, but that that's okay. It's okay. It's always okay as long as you're trying. You're still progressing. You're moving forward, doesn't matter how fast or how strong, as long as you are continuing to move forward. Love that. And Caitlin, for, how about for you? What, would you? what would you like our listeners to know? My piece of advice would be to listen. I think we spend majority of our lives talking and thinking about what we're going to say next and thinking about the future, but just being present in the moment and listening to all the wonderful experiences and stories that others have to offer is very beneficial. A heartfelt thanks to Caitlin Whittle for sharing your story and for your own passion project. Thank you for doing that and bringing goodness to the world. And Betty Smith for sharing your talent and your words of wisdom by reading and writing the poems connected to this show's guest and theme and show. You are amazing. So thank you to Adam Rich with WOUB for engineering and editing today's program. Our subject matter expert is Dr. Melissa Rizzo, and our storytelling consultant is Zoe Lambert. Our creative and editing team includes Maddie, Linnea, Audrey, Jacob, Caitlin, Maggie, and Mark. And our music producer is Nick Kazernis, who has been writing genre-twisting songs for over 30 years, including this show's theme song, Way to Me. And I am your host, Anna Ginja, signing off with a reminder that the key to unlocking all things good in this world is love. Here you are loved and you are home. Always a friend and fan, this is Anna Ginger wishing you days filled with love, laughter, and peace.